And so we live in this multidimensional world filled with spirits, all kinds of energies that are both incarnate and disincarnate. And a lot of indigenous traditions know about spirits. They call to the spirits. They pray to the spirits. You can feel these spirits when you step on indigenous territory where there is this sacred, this sacred prayer for the land, for the energy there, for the presence. You can feel that. And so when my teacher was explaining to me about these dark thoughts we might experience, he was explaining that there's a certain vibration that we carry on a day-to-day basis. And sometimes when we have traumatic experiences in our life, our vibration can drop. And all of a sudden we can experience these darker, denser vibrations. And when we experience these places, we open ourselves to match with other energies of the same vibration. And so without knowing it, without knowing the boundaries of our own energy field, often this happens to a lot of us as children, these denser energies can come and attach to us. And they basically are raised with us. But these energies become a part of us. They become a part of our consciousness. We don't even recognize them as being separate from ourselves because these thoughts become habitual. Prophecies have foretold, and wisdom keepers all know, that the rise of the feminine will restore balance to our world. In this podcast, we are on a journey to understand the root of the imbalance that has caused disconnection and dysfunction within our humanity, so we can emerge as leaders, creating a new story on Earth. I'm Lauren Walsh. And I'm Shayna Connors. With humble hearts and open minds, we will converse with spiritual teachers, historians, psychologists, revolutionaries, leaders, and healers to navigate these evolving times and reintegrate the feminine history that we have forgotten. Welcome to the Time of the Feminine podcast. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of the Time of the Feminine podcast. Today, we have a very real and raw, deep and beautiful conversation with you. And before we get started, I would love to introduce our new sponsor, goddesswell.co. Goddesswell creates the highest quality of women's products for your highest self specifically formulated by women, for women, to complement our inherent self-healing power, specifically focusing on PMS, menopause, hormone and mood support, and urinary tract health. So what I love about this company is the intentionality within the medicine and the high, high quality of CBD that's within each capsule. So there's various lines. There's the Harmony line for harmony and mood. There's the Radiance line for PMS and menopause relief. There's the Serenity line for UTI relief. And each capsule has two times more CBD than in any other capsule on the market, plus high quality essential oils to target and support relieving all of these various women's hormonal and sexual health issues. So for me, every day I take the harmony pill for mood and hormone aid and I say a little prayer and I connect with the medicine and I connect with the aliveness 
of the essential oils and I ask for help with what I'm going through right now in my woman's health journey. And I feel like I'm giving myself the care and the attention I need. And so what's so cool about Goddess Well and Marcella, the owner's connection with Global Sisterhood is she's a Global Sisterhood facilitator herself. And she has made it available for the Global Sisterhood community to buy one product and get one free using the code SISTERHOOD. That means we get to buy one for ourselves and we get to buy one with the condition of giving it to a sister to spread the love, to spread the health, and to deepen our circle of women who are healing ourselves and transforming the world. So go to goddesswell.co, use the code SISTERHOOD, and buy one and get one free to give to a friend. All right, loves, let's get on with the show. Hello, beautiful family. Welcome back to another episode of the Time of the Feminine podcast. Shana and I are going to have a conversation that makes us both nervous, I think particularly me. And so we're going to read a prayer from a woman named Isabel Barce, who is a channel and a medium who lives in the Amazon rainforest and works with the phalanx of Emmanuel. And this is a prayer for the consecration of words so that every word that comes out of our mouth Everything that we say, everything that we share is in the vibration of, of truth and healing. Because again, like I said, this conversation today is very vulnerable and a little bit scary even. And so to begin, before we even share what we're talking about, I'm going to read a prayer. Consecration of words, elevating my mind and my heart to the great spirit that irradiates the divine presence in all beings, here and now. I invoke the divine protection for all the words that come out of my mouth and my heart. I invoke the consuming flame to dissolve errors and negative words that are emitted in my existence, transforming that energy into light and wisdom, which transforms the depths of my heart to only serve the supreme will of the Creator. In this blessed hour of the sublime manifestation of divine mercy, I consecrate all my thoughts and words in the service of good and of neighborly love to always express the truth so they are joyful and peaceful, wise, and respectful towards all creatures. In this way, I consecrate my mouth and my tongue, my eyes and my ears, and all of my being to radiant light to protect me from delusions and deceptions of lies, pride, and vanity to forever praise and humbly thank Mother, Father, God, in my divine I Am presence. Amen. And so it is. And so it is. So today we're going to speak a little bit about a phenomenon called mediumship. We spoke a little bit about it last podcast with Carissa Schumacher, who is a full-body channel. And today we're going to talk about our experiences with it personally and I'm going to share some of my story. And the reason why we're sharing today is twofold. One, there is an opportunity coming in January with two really incredible, powerful, humble mediums that live in the Amazon rainforest that are extending their wisdom within a three-week container 
to teach women that are awakening to their empathetic, clairvoyant, clairaudient gifts in these times that we are living who have a sincere desire to use those gifts in service of the healing of their family lineages and to help plant seeds of a new time on earth. And so that's happening January 17th. The second reason why we want to have this conversation is because I believe in the time of the feminine and I believe for all of you that are listening and Shana and I have experienced in our programs and our courses so many women that are having powerful awakening experiences where they're starting to see things in the room or hear something or have a beautiful experience with an awakening and not all of them are super easy. Some of them are super challenging. Sometimes when the veil is lifted and you are given eyes to see, you see not only beautiful, incredible things, but you might see the entities or the the energies that are in your family line or in your karmic field. And that's challenging to navigate and can be incredibly scary. So our intention to share is not to place ourselves in any position of expert, because I think one who would call themselves an expert in this arena could be potentially fooling themselves because I think everybody who really studies this this power, this force that allows us to have these kinds of experiences recognizes that we are all students of this divine force. And to be a student is the way to go about it. So as students who are learning ourselves, we open up this conversation to share with you in hopes that for those of you who are having these types of experiences, you will find some healing, some recognition, some validation, and perhaps some tools and a path forward for yourself. With that, I want to invite the conversation about what mediumship can look like when it's not recognized. Because a lot of us go through our lives without recognizing our spiritual gifts. And oftentimes, this is more common than not, we do not recognize our spiritual gifts. And why is that? Because society does not validate these things as being real. And often the religious structures can almost demonize and make these things wrong and out of place. And so because of this, a lot of women that I've come across in our community, in our networks, in my friendships, are experiencing some kind of awakening process, some kind of spiritual gift. And from what I've found, to be able to recognize what those gifts are and then to seek guidance of those who have perhaps more experience in these gifts can be wise. And so Lauren, I'd love for you to share a little bit about, you know, what an unrecognized gift can look like and how that can manifest and perhaps share some of your own story. Mm -hmm. So I will tell some of my story, although I'm not ready to tell the whole story, I will tell some of it. And in regards to your question about how gifts that have been suppressed, psychic, spiritual capacities that have been suppressed can manifest, I think they can manifest in a myriad of ways. Perhaps subtle depression, anxiety, fear, judging yourself in the mirror. I mean, those were definitely symptoms that I had in my experience. And that's largely because as spiritual beings, as energetic beings, we are very susceptible to energy and frequency. 
So whether that's a high vibration, if we're surrounded by high vibration, we'll start to attune to that when we are around low vibration, whether in the physical or in the invisible. And this is where my story will come in. We can start to resonate and embody the suggestions of that energy. And so to put it frankly, I, as a child, and through my teen years up until the age of 21, where I have shared with some of you that I had a divine intervention, I had a what could only be considered or called a possession experience. And I know that's a huge topic to bring up. And so that's why I will save the full story in a time where I feel more prepared to share that because this has been something I've kept very close to my chest, only with my teachers and only with my mentors and really close people have I shared the full extent of this story. And for so long, I, I wasn't able to come out with it because in a very real way, people might consider me schizophrenic or bipolar because that is very much what I experienced, symptoms that people who are having those kinds of mental disorders would experience, except I think that we have a very limited view on what those disorders are. And in shamanic cultures, when approaching these things from a shamanic lens, they have insight into a whole other realm of dimension that's taking place. And so for me, my story begins at the age of four. And at the age of four, I began to hear a voice and this voice was really scary for me. It would laugh at me and taunt me and it would only happen when I was by myself and there was no parents around. So I never I never shared it. I I think this voice, the vibration of it made me feel shame and so I I hid it. And around this time, mind you, there was a lot of trauma happening in my family. So maybe a psychologist would say this was the, the mind of a child trying to grasp or dissociating and creating fantasies. And perhaps that's true. But because I healed myself through the shamanic lens, I'm going to tell my story through this lens. So I began to have these night terrors and I began to hear all sorts of other things too, like random conversations that of people who weren't there that were kind of neutral. They weren't negative. But then as I grew, I learned to just tune it out. So it became kind of like white noise. Even though the fear and the nightmares continued and my self-esteem as a young girl uh, was really low, I just wanted to be normal and be liked. And so I went about doing normal things that little girls do and trying to fit in, which seemed to be really hard for me. And at the same time, I had this like beautiful connection, which I've shared about with trees. And I used to connect with plants and, and talk and pray. And I had this light side of my connection too, believing in angels. And, and one day when I was 13, I took a nap. And in that nap, this voice, this entity that was with me at this time, masked as something else because it it used to do that. It used to cloak itself in different personas. In my dream, told me how to rig the alarm system 
of my window. I had never once considered sneaking out. I had never once wanted to do that. And I woke up from this dream with this like stroke of what felt like inspired genius at the time. And I had this motivation to go see if it would work. And I followed the instructions and I rigged my alarm system such that I could open my window. The first time I snuck out of my window was multiple months later. And during the night, something terrible happened to me, which I won't go into, but it was a severe trauma. And this was right before my first period. And right as my first period came, it was like I was in the grips of this entity. It had me in its control vibrationally. It just seeped into my mind. I had all of these invasive thoughts about who I am. I used to look in the mirror and feel like something was looking back at me. I hated my body. I did all sorts of things that were super abusive towards myself. I was overtaken. And then I started to manifest outward experiences to validate my inner experience. And I went about my life being in abusive relationships and having this desire to drink and party. And when I would, unlike most people my age who would, maybe they would drink too much and they would black out or something like that would happen, I would become a different person something else would come into me and I would change. And if anybody has ever seen that happen to somebody who's on a substance, it's a very scary thing and that would happen to me. I I would change and I would do these crazy, crazy things that were harmful to myself. And so this lasted for seven years all the way until I was 21. And, and this is the part of the story that one day I will tell but it has taken so many years of healing the shame of what took place in this time. And when I was 21, like I've shared with many of you, I had a divine intervention. Truly, the divine rescued me. And I was plopped in the middle of the Amazon rainforest and I began to heal. And while I was there, I was in a ceremony with all of these incredible, shamanic, powerful women. I mean, to me, they looked like white witches. I had never seen anything like this before. And I saw channeling, full body channeling for my the first time. I saw women open themselves up to receive a divine being into their body or some type of guide into their body. And I saw them speak differently, act differently, and provide healings for people that were so, so incredible, so real. And I was floored. I was blown away. I was like, oh my God, that is what I am. What they're doing is is what I am. I'm that, but I cannot do that. I'm not channeling guides. I'm channeling something else. And that was the first time I really realized that I was an out-of-control medium that didn't have the capacity to navigate my vessel and I was being used and abused. And at that, around that same period and that same trip to the Amazon, I had my first experience with meeting a guide of my own. And I believe all of us have guides. I know that if I do, I know that you do. And when I met my first guide, I was blown away. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> 
I have a guide. I'm a daughter of the divine. I'm actually loved. I actually have worth. Oh my God. And so you can imagine after living the life I lived, all I wanted to do was know more. All I wanted to do was to connect more. All I wanted to do was to learn how to ask questions to my guide and receive answers and connect more with the divine and remember really who I am. And so that's deeply when my work began of learning to examine my consciousness, to change my habits, to change my behaviors so that I could actually come to know what is me? What is Lauren? What what am I and what isn't me? What have I been absorbing and what have I been channeling that doesn't have anything to do with me and, and why do I have a connection to this stuff? So this whole like spiritual, somatic, trauma healing journey began and for seven years, I studied going to different ceremonies, practicing within my lineage and learning from teachers. And I began to rely so deeply on prayer because prayer is really the way that we can begin to open up our inner vision and open up our inner awareness such that we can navigate these dimensions of ourselves. And I formed a, a really sincere and sweet connection with my guide who I rely on in all the ways and I'm so grateful for. And I used to have these experiences of beginning to learn humility and, and, and stillness and in these moments of authentic care for someone where someone was coming to me or a teen girl at the time that I was mentoring would come to me. I'd have these moments of channeling wisdom beyond me, wise beyond my years at the age of 21 and 22 and 23. It was almost as if it was as if something higher was speaking through me and the vibration of their words were for that other person, but also for me at the same time. And so that became such a, a feeling that I lived for was this act of like becoming an open vessel to be a channel of light. And I still live for that when I can have those experiences, which isn't always because my level of connection and stillness and humility must be there, which you know, I still work on. But those moments were very special to me. And I feel like those moments have helped me create the life that I've created today. And seven years of that, into that process, I went back to the Amazon because I felt like I was supposed to do something there. And I knew, I didn't know what it was, but I could feel it. It was like I could feel this darkness from my past wanting me do something. I could feel it. And when I was in the Amazon, I encountered almost like amnesia that I had had about my past as a child and the memories with this being that I had forgotten all came to light. And I met this being that had been with me in my whole, in my whole childhood and through those tumultuous teen years. And I recognized that when I first found my spiritual path, my guides really stepped in and protected me so that I could get enough spiritual fortitude, a spiritual awareness and sense of self to one day have a reckoning and an illumination with this entity that I was karmically connected to. And so that began when I was at the age of 27 and it took a whole year of deep, deep, deep 
spiritual battle. I mean, eyes open, eyes closed. I was seeing visions. They were not beautiful visions. I was battling for my life and I was battling to help heal myself. And eventually I was just like, I don't know if this is ever going to go away. During that time, however, for the first six months of that journey, I was blessed to be in the Amazon where I met and encountered a woman who is my hero, the woman who I attribute to saving my life. Her name is Clara Iora, and she is really humble, funny, such a wise woman, incredibly powerful, the most powerful medium I've ever met, a healer. And she would be super shy and maybe annoyed (laughs) that I would speak about her that way because she's that humble. And I followed her around because I was just like, I need help. I need help. And she looked at me and she knew I wasn't crazy. She looked at me and she could see within different dimensions that which I was battling. And she took it seriously and she taught me. She taught me how to firm myself in prayer. She taught me how to connect more with my faith. And she taught me how to examine the aspects of my being, habits, thoughts, resentments that were keeping my connection with this entity strong. Eventually, I had to leave to go back to the United States and we said a final prayer. And that prayer did give me some fortification to go back to the United States. I spent some time at the ocean. I gained a little strength. And then I went home to Texas. And when I got here, I didn't really know how to integrate back into the world because so much had changed for me. But there were a few people who I'd been on a spiritual path with that I knew I could trust who had had experiences like mine in their life. And I spoke to a mentor of mine and he was incredibly helpful. And then after a couple months here, it started really strong again. And I could barely drive my car or look in the mirror because the windshield I would see his face looking back at me. I would see these visions, these terrifying visions. And that's when Clara intuitively reached out and she told me she wanted to come to Texas. So she flew all the way from the Amazon. We, we arranged for her to come here and she did spiritual work with people in the community, but she specifically did spiritual work for me too. She gave me a specific type of in-depth ceremony that changed my life forever. And I'm talking forever. I was liberated from this connection. I was liberated from the harm that this entity was doing to me. And I was given some space and I was given freedom and I was given new life. And I tell you, I am such a believer in miracles. I'm such a believer in the divine. I am such a believer that mental illness, that all illness, that pain and trauma, all of it can be deeply healed because I received that. I received that. And the connection that I had after that with God and angels and and, and life is just so much stronger. And I've been in a new phase of my healing journey with this experience. And from my experience, we have this like thought about like exorcisms, right? Where we think we can just cast out the darkness. And while I do think there's, and I know there's tools for protecting ourselves, for fortifying our energetic field, for 
clearing our consciousness such that we're not attracting those kinds of things. It doesn't fully work that way sometimes when there's a karmic connection with an entity. Sometimes our healing is connected to theirs. And so I had to learn how to have love for this entity. I had to learn how to forgive this entity. And and still now it is separated from me such that it can't harm me. But every once in a while I have an encounter with it. And it's not in the same tormenting way. Now it's asking me for help. It's a different, it's a different relationship. So my work now is to continue to heal myself and liberate myself from the patterns that are resonant with it. And we're on a healing journey together. And I've learned things about my connection with it. I've learned and I have some insight about my past lives. And this isn't information I share because who knows, like I don't have all the answers. I'm still learning in 20 years. I'll know something different. But I I really want to share this story because this is a very real experience for me. And it's one that I, I don't publicly talk a lot about because clearly I could be considered completely wackadoodle, completely crazy, completely bipolar, schizophrenic, whatever anybody wants to call me. But there's one thing that I know for sure. Before Western culture, indigenous people worked in these, these realms and they still do. And I can tell by the way we live our lives that is so, so just focused on matter, focused on the physical, that we miss out on the energetic, on the spiritual, because everything that happens to our matter, everything that happens in the mental realm first takes place on the energetic. And so if we as women can reclaim our gifts as energetic beings, as spiritual beings, as daughters of the great mother, daughters of the creator, learn that we have beloved helpers and guides to help us navigate through any challenge, any challenge, whether big or small, to help us start to see that not all solutions just come in the matter, but they they come when we can connect in the vertical. And spiritual guidance and spiritual wisdom that's available for all of us can come and help us. And so I want to share that because this is a part of why we are wanting to invite all of you into learning with my teacher and another woman named Isabel because this is such an important time with so much happening in the world for all of us to become stronger vessels able to channel light and seed that consciousness into the earth and liberate ourselves from karmic connections, ancestral connections that are, are painful. Yeah. So that, that's my story. Thank you, Lauren, for sharing. You spoke beautifully. I know that was scary for you. (laughs) I know. I know. And there's a lot that I want to follow up on. And I think I want to share a little bit too about my understanding because my path, I guess, in understanding has been shorter than Lauren's. And I can speak from this place where I understand now because when I was down in the Amazon this past summer, one of my teachers was speaking to me about how these energies can often find us. And so we live in this multidimensional world filled with spirits, all kinds of energies that are both incarnate and disincarnate. And a lot of indigenous traditions know about spirits. They call to the spirits. They pray to the spirits. 
You can feel these spirits when you step on indigenous territory where there's this sacred, this sacred prayer for the land, for the energy there, for the presence. You can feel that. And so when my teacher was explaining to me about these dark thoughts we might experience, he was explaining that there's a certain vibration that we carry on a day-to-day basis. And sometimes when we have traumatic experiences in our life, our vibration can drop. And all of a sudden we can experience these darker, denser vibrations. And when we experience these places, we open ourselves to match with other energies of the same vibration. And so without knowing it, without knowing the boundaries of our own energy field, often this happens to a lot of us as children, these denser energies can come and attach to us. And they basically are raised with us. But these energies become a part of us. They become a part of our consciousness. We don't even recognize them as being separate from ourselves because these thoughts become habitual. You know, these negative thoughts about our body or about the way that we are, about our spiritual connection, about any of these things that we may have valued otherwise can start to become dismissed. And so this this entity that's Lauren speaking of, these energies that that one of us might experience might not be something that we can visually see. We might get to a point in our lives where our vision opens. It might be something that we feel. It might be something in our thoughts. But it doesn't necessarily have to be like a ghost in your bedroom. And I think often we can get a little distorted about what we think this is. This is something that can manifest in probably hundreds of ways. And so this one that is about the thoughts, about these dark thoughts that may come at these harder moments was really illuminating for me because I've had these energies with me my whole life. And I can remember back into the point of my childhood experiencing these energies and also experiencing these night terrors. And so as I got older, not knowing, I had a much different experience than Lauren, but I dealt with these energies too. And I think there's so many of us sensitive individuals that deal with energies that we are unaware of. And so for the longest time, basically until I met Lauren, I dealt with these energies unawarely. And the first time I saw mediums very similar to Lauren's experience, I knew that that is also a gift that I shared. And so through this process of starting to heal and to pray and to understand what the boundaries of my own energy field is, where they start and where they end, knowing when my energy is leaking outside of my body, knowing when my energy is like separate from my, my being and starting to understand what's mine and what's not mine has been incredibly valuable. And one of the ways that I've learned this mostly is through being in the presence of other mediums who do know this and who can show me this, not just by their words, but by their being. And so this opportunity that's coming up in January is one of like incredible value because this is not something you can study in a book. You know, it's something that comes maybe once in a lifetime as a gift to you to open yourself to experience. And so I'm still very much in this process of like not understanding why I have this gift and maybe I'll never know. But I do know that now I can be more aware of when these energies come to me that are more difficult. I know how to cleanse myself. I know how to clear myself. I know how to take care of my vessel to continue to be available for what's healthy and good for me and to practice, to practice really 
offering prayers and love to these darker things that are harder to deal with. And so very much for me, it's like a dot, 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 question mark. I don't know. It's not something I fully understand. There's like a tiny little opening in a giant window that I feel that I have gotten to experience. And yet it's still been incredibly valuable for me to get to start this journey and walk this path of understanding what this force is and how I can connect to it in my own way. Also incredibly beautifully spoken. I feel like we like to talk a lot about in, especially in new age culture, and I'm just thinking of like Instagram and five steps to connect with your spiritual guides or the five different types of spiritual guides and the oversimplification of things that you'll find in just like new age spiritual education. And the truth of the matter is, I don't know how many types of guides there are out there. I don't know how many guides I have. I don't know how long I've known them. I don't know. I don't know what to call one of them. I, I have something that I was told to call one of them, but I, I mean, it's been seven years of working with one and I, I don't know what to call it. You know, there's a limit to the level of capacity I have. I'm such a student on it, this journey, and we all are. And every moment where there's grace to encounter and feel these divine energies that love me and the very beautiful personified vision of an entity that is gorgeous and celestial that I can talk to and I can ask questions to and I can cry to and I can ask, where am I going from here? Or show me what I'm missing or what's in the way of my heart that's blocking my path? What resentments am I holding on to? Show me, show me what's here. And to have this friend that's always available that simply encourages me to strengthen my connection through prayer and through devotion. And when I'm praying and I'm devoting and I'm taking the time to connect, the connection grows stronger. And then it's like a neuro pathway that I learn. And if any moment I don't know what to do or any moment I'm scared or any moment I'm falling into a habitual pattern or I'm feeling lost, I close my eyes, I center and I call upon my guide and I ask for help. In all ways, I remember a really silly way once I was in the shower. This is a silly example, but I was in the shower and the the glass door of the shower just fell on me and I'm just smashed by this glass door. And I'm like, if I, it's slippery, I might drop it. It might shatter. And I just was trying to put it back on the hinge, put it back on the hinge. My hands kept slipping and I just took a deep breath and I called my guide and then poop, I just popped it back on. Like it was nothing. It just magically popped on. And mind you, this thing was so heavy that's like a silly, silly, silly example just to bring some levity to the situation, but miracles, signs, all of you that are seeing numbers and, and getting these messages or have are reading signs in nature, getting messages, that's your guide speaking to you. That's the beloved force of the universe showing you that you're not alone and that you don't have to do it alone. And we say there's no instruction manual to life, but I disagree. I believe our guides, if we ask, what do I do now? Where do I go from here? What's in my best interest? What do I focus on? You will receive that answer if you learn how to listen and how to, and how to have trust. And then you follow those instructions and life doesn't have to be so hard. 
we can follow the instructions. And I think the hardest part is learning how to trust the instructions and follow them, to trust that we're worthy of having that connection and to clear out all the cobwebs of I'm not worthy or this stuff isn't real of doubt and of fear and to claim our birthright, which is our connection with the divine and to know that we are loved and know that we don't walk alone. I feel like that's the gift and that is also the invitation of the time of the feminine for us all is to live beyond matter, live beyond just the physical and remember that we are multidimensional creatures and we have a multidimensional existence and that we're not alone here on planet earth. And so the reason that we are having this conversation is to hopefully make some of you feel not alone to help you remember that we're doing this work together because I can't tell you how helpful it is for me to have a friend like Lauren where I have a certain kind of nightmare and I call her the next day and explain to her the situation and she teaches me how to work with it. I can't tell you how helpful that is. And so this conversation is to open up this field of awareness for each of you to really understand that The guidance and the help and the support that you need is not far from you. It's not far from you. And so this is a conversation that you can have with your spiritual connection. And this truth of this connection is something that you must learn for yourself. You know, it's been kind of botched by religion in a lot of ways because there's been so many, like, If you do this, then you can get this. If you do that, then you can get that. And it doesn't work so much like that. You know, these kind of rules and this judgment and uh, this guilt and shame, these things are a misunderstanding of what's available. It's a misunderstanding of how to be in trust with life. And so this is really something that only you can know for yourself. You can hear it from a zillion people in a thousand different languages in a hundred different ways, but only you can feel this connection. Only you can understand the signs. Only you can really feel that trust within your own heart. And so I can't emphasize this enough that all of this work and all of these studies, you can share this with as many people as you want. You can sell it online. You can do all these things, but the true validation comes from within your own heart. That is how you will continue to receive. That is how you will continue to grow. That was how you'll continue to be able to trust in yourself because it's your connection and no one else can validate that for you. And so I say that as much for me as I say that to everybody else because it's such a path of of trust and of humility and of learning and of forgiveness because you are bound to do things that are silly and make mistakes and feel shame, but it's all okay. It's all okay. It's all beginner's mindset. It's all learning. It's all, it's all new. You know, it's continually new. And so even the illusion of knowing is, is also continuously unfolding. So this conversation really is to each of you that are on that path of trying to understand what's available for you right now and what your gifts are and then how to move forward. And so we're extending this invitation for all of you to come and study with us and to be with us in sisterhood. I'm going to pass it to Lauren to share a little bit more about this three-week journey, but it's going to be, I feel, one of the most powerful things that we've ever brought to the Global Sisters community 
um, for myself and also for Lauren. And so it's, it's a real honor for us. It really is a true honor. That time I was in the Amazon studying with Claudia, learning and having her help me with that entity, it was one of the most impactful six months of my life. And within this beautiful village within the Amazon is a spiritual hospital called Santa Casa, Holy House. And this is a hospital that Clara had a vision to build. It was like an instruction that she received from the astral, from her guides to build. And mind you, this is like a, a not a, a wealthy place. This is, you know, a very, very, very humble, humble place. And at this time, there were many women, a group of them, like Clara, a sisterhood of all these women who were awakening to their spiritual gifts and who have been studying them for 50 plus years. These elders now who were once our age, who were devoted to their spiritual path and were being taught by a legion of guides how to create healing, how to work on people, how to you know, the best way I can call it is like a shamanic work, right? Channeling the spirit, channeling guides and entities for healing. And this place, Santa Casa, is a place where people come and they heal all sorts of ailments of spirit, mind, body. And one of the main forms of medicine is prayer. And I'm telling you, the prayers at Santa Casa are strong. Some of the strongest experiences that I have ever had. And I have sat in many plant medicine ceremonies. And I'm telling you, the prayers of Santa Casa sitting there and praying are so intense, so strong, and so powerful. And that was the first time I really understood that there are these incredible legions of higher consciousness beings just waiting for people to wake up and become channels able to work with them. There's so many available to help, but so many of us are sleeping and are not doing our work to be available for those channels, to be receiving the messages, to be receiving the, the beautiful creations that want to come through to advance society and heal society. So this hospital, Santa Casa, was where I spent most of my time. That and following Clara around like a puppy, being like, help, teach me. And when I was there, I was so profoundly touched by the power of this place and all that I was learning there that I made a prayer. And my prayer was that when the time was right and when I was strong enough, if ever Santa Casa needed help, to please make me available to offer that help. This year, Clara reached out to me and asked for help for Santa Casa. It is a house in the Amazon. It's, it's needed to be rebuilt. It needs a new kitchen. And it costs to, to provide people the medicines they need, the herbs they need, the food they need, the attention they need. And so she reached out super humbly to see if we could help raise money for Santa Casa. 
And this is where the idea for spiritually guided, a three-week sacred study group on mediumship came to be. Clara wasn't into the idea of just like another fundraiser, people giving money. She really wanted to create an opportunity of reciprocity, to have a sacred exchange of knowledge and then have an exchange of, of money go to fund Santa Casa. There will be three weeks and each week there will be a two-hour call. And this two-hour call will be of Clara and Isabel transmitting their wisdom. First, we'll learn about how to connect with the elements. You'll learn a little bit about them. Second, you'll learn about spiritual guides, how to connect with your spiritual guides. And you'll also learn about something called obsessors. Obsessors are the type of spirit that was with me and the type of spirit that Shana was talking about, ones that can merge with your mind and dampen your thoughts, darken your thoughts, and learn how to protect yourself from those energies. And then the third week, we'll learn about Orishas or Orishas in the Afro-Brazilian culture, which are deities, spirits of nature. And we'll be celebrating the day of Yemanja or Yemanja for those of you who know her as that, which is the queen of the sea. And we'll learn how to connect with these guides of nature. And all the while, we'll have a WhatsApp group for all of us to be a part of. I'll be in it. Shana will be in it. Some really incredible sisters I know who have been mediums for longer than I have will be in it and we'll be all sharing about our experiences on the journey. We'll be providing some prayers of Isabel Barce, like the one I read in the beginning, a meditation for those of you who really want to practice connecting with your spiritual guide, um, some instructions on how to pray that might be supportive, a ritual for building your altar. And this WhatsApp group as a channel for us to share about our experiences, be seen, be heard, be held in a completely safe space to learn. And so this all begins January 17th. And it's so exciting. And so if you're curious about signing up or seeing the landing page, the website is www.globalsisterhood.org spiritually guided. The link will be in the show notes. And we'll be sending emails about it. So if you're on our email list, you'll get to see it. But this is an incredible opportunity. I can't underline it enough. Clara is a teacher beyond belief. And Isabel writes prayers like you wouldn't believe. And so these two teachers are honestly answered prayers for women that are looking for teachers, for guides along this path. And Clara and Isabel are two profound examples of women that can really help you embody this next level of experience and presence within yourself. And so I hope that you join us, that you come connect with us and get to help support the mission of Santa Casa and the wonderful work these women are doing in the Amazon. It really is such a beautiful demonstration of reciprocity to get to support them and the work that they're doing there. So I hope that you join us and all the links that you need will be in the show notes. And if you have any questions, feel free to email us at support at globalsisterhood.org. Mm -hmm. And the cost is sliding scale because we want people to be able to join. So the base cost is 222 all the way up to 444 So you can look at the website, you can read through it, and you can feel in your heart what you want to give. And we do have a few scholarships available. This is a fundraiser, but we do want to make... This available for those of you who cannot afford $222. So you can always reach out to us about that as well. And so 
Lauren, I'll ask you the final question. So if you could please connect with your guides. (laughs) (laughs) And this last question is, if you were to channel a message for our audience from the Divine Mother herself, Panchamama, this force, the presence in the Amazon and all over the world, all of the land, what would she have you say? My daughter, within you I gifted my magic. As a little girl, you believed in fairies, you believed in unicorns, you believed in so many magical things, and somewhere along the way, this world broke your heart. This world clouded your vision and taught you to forget who you really are. Remember, my daughter, that you are far more than just a woman on earth. You are creative starlight in form. You are the abundance of the universe and you are my daughter. You are of me, my child. All of my gifts are yours. The suffering, the illusions of the mind, all can be healed. Remember me and all that you desire shall be. Yee-hoo. Yee-hoo. Would you like to go, Shana? Thank you. Mm. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see what's available. The truth is within your sacred heart. Everything that you need is already here. Everything is done in the highest of perfection. So just trust in your connection, this force that grounds you to the earth and to the beyond. I am always here with you. You are never alone. You can always ask for help. And so it is. And so it is. I love that you can always ask for help. It's so true. It's so (laughs) true. Help me. (laughs) Help me. (laughs) Well, thank you for tuning in to another episode with Shana and I. We love you all and thank you for being on this journey with us. It's super cool that you're listening and you're learning and you're growing. And I love this sisterhood so much. Ciao for now. Ciao for now. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Time in the Feminine podcast. It's so fun and such a privilege to have these conversations with these incredible guests. We ask that you follow them, support them, like their work, buy their books. And it's an even greater privilege and honor that you, sister, are listening. If this episode was meaningful, let us know by giving us a review and you are invited to take Sacred Facilitator or any of our facilitation programs that we have throughout the year. So go to globalsisterhood.org to learn more or follow us at the Global Sisterhood on Instagram. Episodes drop every single Thursday and we have some really beautiful episodes in store. So until then, loves, much love and a big, big hug. <laughs>